like a sex dungeon, but not like a bad one, like a happy one. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Spice Rack Podcast. I'm Savannah. And I'm Emily. And today we are getting into our bad bitch Greek mythology era. This feels like the reading version of making sure that you have your crystals charged. So I'm fucking lit for it. <laughs> I'm super excited. I took intro to philosophy in undergrad. So I was like, ooh, but I still had to Google some of these Greek gods because I completely forgot no, listen, about them. This is my flex era because do you know that I have taken eight years of Latin in my lifetime? I took all four years of high school, four semesters of college. So this is my flex era. That's pretty cool. So <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing today, Sav? I am good. I'm traveling for work this weekend, so trying to get my life together and get my house cleaned from my fun drinking bender weekend that I had last weekend. But yeah, I'm good. I ordered some books. They're on their way here, so I'm very excited. I also ordered some tennis skirts on Amazon. I'm thinking it's going to be a tennis skirt summer, so I'll keep you posted. I also am planning for a tennis skirt summer. But the issue that I have with tennis skirt summers is finding like a good top to mm-hmm. wear with them so I have to figure that out but I'm doing okay so my hockey team lost in the first round of playoffs no. in game seven I know and if you know me I really I really get into my hockey so they're playing Calgary which is in Canada so it was their games would start at 10 30 at night so it's me one in the morning in old Atlanta just waiting for the game to end but it's okay I have a fun I'm gonna root for another team and then okay I I'm on a book buying ban, okay. Kindle and book buying until I finish. So I have like 15 books, my physical TBR to be read. And then I have like six on my Kindle. So I'm going to try to not buy any and then just do like a really big haul. I love this for you. I will not be participating in this ban in any form or fashion. I'm not doing it. The only time I'm going to break it. So the last book of the Twisted series comes out during the summer and I'm gonna break my book buying ban to buy that book so I just read the first book in the twisted series and I was screaming crying throwing up like punching the fucking air I was heartbroken heartbroken at their breakup that book when he taught her swim lessons like that's a man (laughs) what else can you ask for (laughs) Like, literally, when they broke up and he was, like, and she drove away, I felt the pain. Like, I was literally crying and stuff. I was like, why are you crying? Like, what are you reading? I was like, I can't talk about it. Like, I didn't expect to be so affected. It was a palate cleanse, and it was not a palate cleanse. Here I am. And one thing I like, because you haven't read the second book yet, is that throughout the book, we'll still, like, hear about Alex and Ava. And then the third book, we'll still talk about the couple from the second book. So you still get to, like, see, but it's such a good book. Mm, I'm excited for the series. But, yeah, enjoy your book ban. I will not be doing that. Because here's the thing. Books, for me, are the core. So if it's a, <laughs> if it's a physical TBR and it's on my – I'll read it eventually. But if anything, it still serves a purpose because it adds to my aesthetic of my home. So I will keep buying them. Yeah, I can relate. <laughs> yeah. So, like – Whatever. And then are you not doing any new Kindle Unlimited either or you're just not buying anything on the Kindle? 
I think I'm going to just wait until I've read like everything. So, cause I have this like six book series that's on there. It's like mafia family. Is um, it the college one? No. So I read the college one. There's one by Jager Cole, which is really, it's really, really underrated. It's a college one super dark mafia it's like an academy setting but this one i think it's they're in like their 20s so it's in the real world okay so i need i really need to finish that and then i do have some really good books like physical books on my tbr that um i'm excited i'm excited for priest and sinner i think those are my two i'm most excited for and then i have a love letter to whiskey which i've been seeing all over tiktok but i feel like that's gonna be like an emotional okay I have a book, the book that I'm most excited for. I just bought a couple from Target because I had to buy book lovers. My Target has been sold out constantly, so I had to order the damn thing. But it's called Funny You Should Ask by Alyssa Sussman. Have you heard of this? Mm -mm. Okay, well, it's got a cutesy little cover, but I will keep you posted on if it's good. Yeah, the cover is supposed to be spicy. And then I'm finishing. Okay, so here's the deal with Akatar. A Court of Thorns and Roses has three main books. You have Thorns and Roses, Mist and Fury, and then Wings and Ruin, right? Like, those are the three main ones. They're literally in my little back corner right there. I keep them with me all the time. And so then you have one that, like, pretty much prepares you to switch POVs and to change into someone else. So that's Frost and Starlight. I finished that this week. And then the one that switches POVs is A Court of Silver Flames, and it moves to the sister. Here's my dilemma. I think I hate the sister. I think I fucking hate her. So everyone says that it's so good and that they fuck like rabbits in this one. So I want to read it. But I think I am, I think I hate the main character going into it. And maybe everyone else does too and you just get through it. I don't know. It has really good reviews. So you hate the sister. So how many books are about the sister? I think that just there one? are. Yeah, I think that there are more coming. There's only one right now that's about the sister. Okay. So, I don't know. I'll keep you posted. I finished The Touch of Darkness, and I'm currently reading the second book of the series, which starts out with with a literal bang. I did get my first arc this week, which I was super excited. It was a really cute book. It was called Built to Last by Aaron Han, and it included, like, childhood friends who became strangers to friends to lovers, and they get casted to be on this home remake show in, like, small-town Michigan. I know small town romance is the big trend now, but it had drama, spice, family dynamics, talks about therapy and masculine toxicity. And it had good banter. So I gave it four stars. It would have been a five star read, but the chapters just like ended abruptly. They could mm. be like mid thought and it'd be like next chapter, but it feels really good. But we're going to get into Scarlet St. Clair. I really like that name. It's like a fancy name. It is. It gives me like old timey Victorian vibes. And it very fits because all her writing is kind of like dark, old time. So she currently lives in Oklahoma with her dog and she has her master's degree in library science and information studies. She is obsessed with Greek mythology, murder mysteries, love, and the afterlife. Books written by St. Clair include When Stars Come Out, Game of Fate, which is in Hades' point of view, and King of Battle and Blood, which is the beginning of another series by her. And today we'll be talking about A Touch of Darkness, which is a modern retelling of Hades and Persephone. I need to let you know that it is Hades. Oh, Hades. <laughs> <It's not> Hades. <laughs> 
Hades. Okay. Hades. <laughs> See, you didn't take eight years of life. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love this dedication to Ashley Elizabeth Seal and Molly Kathleen McCool. Thank you for loving me. Best friends forever. Emily, if I write a book, I will dedicate a book to you. We can be besties forever. That would be so cute. I told Emily, I texted her the other night because I don't have any tattoos. My grandma has said if I get tattoos, I will be removed from the will. So keep that in mind as I'm saying this. But I think we should get little pepper tattoos somewhere. Wouldn't that be so fun? It would be fun. We can't let grandma know. No. It'd have to be like on my ass or somewhere that she couldn't see behind the ear or something yeah somewhere hidden okay, it's like the chicks the chicks have the lightning bolt yeah we need little peppers <laughs> so we're gonna get into the plot review of this book highly recommend reading this book so hades is the god of the dead and he is the owner of the hottest nightclub in new athens persephone is the goddess of spring who is dependent on her mother's power since she doesn't have any And everyone knows who Hades is and mortals even go to his nightclub to bargain with him for like favors. Like he, everybody knows who he is, but Persephone is a complete opposite with many not knowing she exists because for the first 18 years of her life, her mom hid her and she lives in New Athens. She lives among the mortals and attends college. Like she uses her mom's magic to mask herself in glamour. So you don't see any of her goddess. And so one night, Persephone wants to rebel against her mom and she like she attends this nightclub with her best friend and she it's Hades nightclub Hades is nightclub so <laughs> I'm gonna butcher this so many times it is Hades nightclub and as soon as she like lays eyes on him she can't tear away which led her to going to his like secret room and playing a game of cards because she's always been curious about Hades because her mom has always said that is the number one god that you have to stay away from And so she goes and plays this game of cards and she ends up losing and she doesn't realize that she's playing with Hades until she finds out that he, that she loses. And so she has six months to create life in the underworld or she'll be kept in the underworld for forever. And this puts her in an awful dilemma because she doesn't have, like, she can't use magic. She doesn't have any magic and her mom forbid her from ever speaking to Hades Instead, if she ever does, she'll pull her back in the greenhouse and, like, keep her locked up. So throughout the six months, Persephone does create life because she learns how to use her magic. But she also creates life by, like, connecting to the souls who live there, making Hades, like, more human, like, less, like, mean. But the whole time she was trying to, like, figure out how to get out of this contract, she was slowly, like, falling in love with Hades. She loses her virginity to him and, like... Even after finding the connection, it was useless because we learned that the fates already determined that they'll be together. Demeter, Persephone's mom, when she was born, Demeter went and asked the fates, like, what is her daughter's fate? And they even told her that she will be married to Hades. And the book ends with them making their relationship official and Persephone living in the underworld and New Athens. So she lives both worlds. Okay, I have to give some background information. So, Latin Queen, obviously, this is my flex episode. My mom is going to love this shit because she was my Latin teacher in high school. So, the story of Persephone's Hades and Demeter explains why we have seasons. So, when Demeter and Persephone are together, that's when we have spring and summer. Things are thriving. There's new growth. And then when Hades 
when Hades takes Persephone to the underworld, that's when you have fall and winter because things above ground are like bleak because it's Demeter basically missing Persephone. And so growth isn't happening because it's like lifeless. So that's, this is the story that explains where seasons come from in Greek mythology. Pretty cool. It is cool, right? That is pretty neat. And so I like that it sticks with that. I will say I've read a lot of Hades and Persephone retellings because I like, <laughs> because I like dark men. A lot of times if you're going to read a like Greek mythology retelling, this is the one that you get. And so I like that a lot of the myth is still there. Sometimes it's like, well, Persephone goes to live happily ever after all the time in the underworld. And that's not the truth. She ends up splitting her time. And so I like that that stayed there. I fucking love Hades in this. I love him. I think the betting and the games is so fitting with this whole like Lord of the Underworld vibe that he has going on. This seedy underground club where all of the other gods have these bright, shiny stars of New Athens. He has this kind of underground, kind of not super nice place to be. So I love everything about Hades in this. Also, as a plant bitch, as a planty woman, this whole thing just really speaks to me, having to try and create life without having any power. And I think it's kind of cool because it's not just physical life of growing a garden, but you see her kind of give life back to the underworld between like the people that she's connecting with and the dogs and Hades. And so she's pouring herself back into the underworld and like breathing life in that way too. So I really like the play on words that could be done from that. I give this four stars. This was a good read for me. I really like the series and I think I'm going to read A Game of Fate because I would love to read it from his perspective. And here are some things that I just fucking absolutely love about Hades. Him playing with the dogs. I, I fucking love that shit. I ate it up. Him in this all black get up as this dark, broody, fucking, basically mafia. I mean, we're we're not straying from what we know. This is basically just Greek mafia, and he's yeah. a mafia boss. So thinking of him fucking playing with the dogs, sign me up. Him baking cookies. Him baking cookies. Goodbye. In her tiny apartment, having a movie night. Baking cookies. I love it. I also gave this book four stars for two main reasons. The first reason is because hates is hot as fuck. Like this man just oozes sex and alpha energy. He is controlled, absolutely obsessed. And like the smirks, like he just smirks all the time. Just I love a smirk. I love and a like smirk. one of the quotes by him, you have a choice, he said, but if you choose him, I'll fetch you and I might not let you leave this underworld. Completely obsessed. As we I- know, that's Emily's dream. Lock her up. Away <laughs> <laughs> the key. The second reason is I really like the creativity of like mixing the mortals and the gods together and the appearances of other gods and goddesses throughout the book, such as Aphrodite. We have the god of sun making a few appearances. And the main reasons why I did not give this five stars was like, I just think it could have like flown a little bit. And I know that there's like, there's multiple books in the series. I just think that the chapters could have been a little bit longer, but Mm -hmm. I really like this, but I did not expect to like it as much as I did I think that this is so funny because our personalities differ where like if Emily likes a book she's given that shit five stars everything can deserve a five-star read where like four stars for me I would say is really good I really enjoyed something if I gave it four stars and like not everything can be five stars that's a special distinction 
for me, not for Emily. Emily would give everything five stars. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> Let's talk about our favorite things, spice. Sab, how many peppers are you giving a touch of darkness? Okay. On the series whole, I know you haven't read the whole thing. On this whole series, I give it three and a half peppers. Touch of darkness specifically, I give two peppers. So if that gives you any inclination of where this is going, more peppers are on the way. Perfect. How many peppers do you give it? I gave it two to 2.5. Okay. Peppers. Kind of around there. And honestly, after reading Den of Vipers, my scale has changed. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. You've been on like quite, quite the little bender because you read The Ravenhood and then you read Den of Vipers. Yeah. And now we're here. Now we're here. So my scale has changed a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's fair. I will say... Something that I love about this, as we start talking about the spice, is I read this like a year ago. So I went and looked at Goodreads reviews. And here's a one sentence review that I think is my favorite thing I've ever seen. They're so horny, bruh. That's literally the entire <laughs> plot. <laughs> if, and I know that some people, that would deter some people from reading it. That makes me want to read it more. They're so horny, bro. That's literally the entire plot. Two skeleton emojis and a hands up. (laughs) Is that the title name? They're so horny, bro. That's the entire plot. (laughs) I just... Why the hands hands up emoji? (laughs) The hands up. Like, you gotta stop. That's the whole plot. And I'm like, yeah. Hand towards me. That's what I... That was, was what I was looking for couple of spicy things that I'm obsessed with he says let me worship you I think that the listeners of this show have come to understand that that is my fucking shit so there's no hiding what I'm into at this point everyone is gonna know but let me worship you very much doing it for me there's so much sexual tension and I live for that yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot, like, a lot. It's kind of like a slow burn, but not a slow burn in a way. Yeah, it's like a slow burn, but they're fucking along the way. Better than a slow burn, I would say. She is a virgin, so there is a virgin trope. I know some people don't like that. I like a virgin trope. It does not bother me one bit. Yeah, and, like, in this one, it wasn't, like, it wasn't mentioned every chapter. Mm-mm. Like, it was kind of, like, it wasn't just, like, all in your face. Yeah, she was not like a celestial virgin, but he is asking her if she's a virgin. He says, tell me you've never been naked with a man, he said. Tell me I'm the only one. She cupped his face, searching his eyes, and answered, you are. The banter in this book also adds to the peppers, I think, because, like, Hayes does not have a belter. No, not a single one. Not a single thing. And I like how we highlighted a lot of the same things. We did. She goes to grab for him and she'll tangle her fingers in his dark hair. But he grabbed her wrist and held them against her side and said, I said I would be a generous lover, not a kind one. (gasps) If that's not Hades, I don't know what is. Yeah. In all of his his actions. Even when they were starting to date and like fall in love. So when they, he made the contract, she had a mark on her skin. Even when they were, like, falling in love, he, like, refused to remove that mark off of her skin because he said that he would never promise to be, like, a kind person. I know, but a generous one. A generous. And he sure is, so. He sure is. The gift that keeps on giving. Like, he literally tells her that, like, I will erase the memory of him from your skin. Oh, 
I also love that he is very much kind of taunting. So yeah. when they're going, she wakes up one day in his bed and she's like, did we have sex? He says, no, Lady Persephone, trust me, when we fuck, you'll remember. And she thinks in her head when and says, your, ar- your arrogance is alarming. His eyes flashed. Is that a challenge? <laughs> like, yes. I think it is. You can't keep anything away from Hayes. I think some of his powers is he can, like, like taste it, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like, he can, like, taste flies, yeah. taste, like, emotion. Like, she can't hide regardless from him. Yes. That's one of his things, too. That's why he gets into, like, betting, because he can tell when people are lying. And so it's very much a thing that she tries to lie to him, and he's like, uh-uh-uh, I know, I know. what you're thinking. <laughs> Daddy of the dead, we love him. Yeah, and, like, he – and it even just adds to this, because, you know, we're not really big fans of blonde boys on this podcast. No. But, like, he has the dark brown hair, the eye – like, he is, like, six foot six, six foot seven. It's an alpha male. I don't want a book boyfriend if he's not at least 6'4". No. And he is, Hades is very much tall, dark, and handsome, which I'm loving. I love that journey for us. Did I tell you what one of my friends said, <laughs> one of my like, childhood friends said, if he's not six foot, he's a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I think that that should be the motto of this podcast. <laughs> he's not six foot, he's a friend. So if he's not 6'4", he's not a book boyfriend. Absolutely not. I don't want it. If he's not hulking, fucking, I want him to be huge as fuck. I want him to take up a door frame. That's what I want in a book boyfriend. The tree trunk thighs. <laughs> Have you seen the guy on TikTok? That the one guy? The <laughs> he's no, no I think it's the same guy. The one that crushed the watermelon with the thighs? Yeah. I was like, I think I'd fit nicely in there. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think I should be able to see this for free. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like, like this is free. just on a public platform. Listen, I have a, um, <laughs> do you follow Two Turn Tony on TikTok? Uh, I do. Two Turn Tony started an OnlyFans. And, and I'm he, like. And he paid for his sister's student loan. <laughs> I know. So he's getting all kinds of money on the OnlyFans. I don't have a subscription, but I'm like. Do you think it's time <laughs> we got one? Because I'm curious. If that wood chopping man starts an OnlyFans, I'm fucking sprinting to the sign <laughs> As you can see, we're on an interesting side of TikTok. <laughs> mm-hmm. those, you know the woodcutter. You know the woodcutter. Dude, book talk makes my TikTok so fucking horny. It's insane. <laughs> no, mine's the same way, and it'd be like a dog video. Just like no. a random wholesome video. Mine is like horny, horny, fucking audiobook sound, horny. It women are feral on TikTok from Book Talk. It's the gateway. So in conclusion, <laughs> it's hot as hell. So fucking hot. Like he what literally you- he literally carries her through the whole palace. Because he was like, mm-hmm. we have to do this properly. In front yeah. of everybody. No words. He's like, let them look. I don't fucking care. I don't fucking yep. care. Mm-mm. Fine as shit. Fine How as do shit. you picture Hades? Like, is there like an actor or somebody that you picture him looking like? Yes. In my view, he reminds me of Adrian Greener from Entourage. Oh, okay. Okay, that's a good one. Especially during the like entourage era Mm -hmm. 
if John Mayer was fit, that's I think what I would picture him as. It's like a like a kind of bulky John Mayer with the face and the hair. I can see it. You can see it? I can see it. We're both on the right page. He's got we are great cheekbones, long flowing hair, kind of broody. They have the height. So we're pretty spot on with this one. Yeah, I'm feeling good about this. So we are getting back into some discussion questions this week. These are very fun, so I'm really excited about them. Our first one is written as, if you could marry a Greek god, who would you marry? So, Emily, who are you marrying? I'm marrying Atlas, the god of endurance and astronomy. Because I just think that that's really fun. I think endurance would be a good skill to have in a sexual partner. So I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. And I think it's not going to be at the forefront of any wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of, it's like safe. Yeah, you want someone who's like strategizing in the tent, right? Like you don't yeah. want anybody on the front line. And like astronomy, I love the plant. Like I have a moon tattoo. I think astronomy, Pisces, I am a Pisces. You know, we love like Zodiac stuff. So I just think that Atlas and I would be happy marriage. Here's the thing. I didn't see this as who would you marry. I saw this as who I would want to be. You know, the share quote that's like, mom, I am a rich man. That's where I was going with this. So the two that I would want to be, I guess I could marry them too. Hermes is the god of, he's like the trickster god, but he's also the messenger Mm -hmm. god. And so Hermes for the drama, because he knows everything that's going on with everybody. So I would have all the tea, which is fantastic. So that's what I would want to be. Or Dionysus is the god of wine and like festivity. So he's basically just like an endless party. So I could also be or marry that person. I think if I had to be a Greek god, I would be Dionysus because it's just life would never be boring. Yeah. Wine, festivities, the party all the time. I think I'd rather be married to Dionysus, but I would rather be Hermes because I want the drama and the tea. And Hermes makes a lot of appearances in this first book. Yes. Hermes makes a lot of appearances in like any Greek mythology, anything. If it's spice, if it's like something else, he's always popping off because he's very involved in everything. And that's what I would want in my life. He'll never be bored. No, never be bored. And so in this book, which is, I also think it's a really neat thing about this book is all the gods and goddesses have these huge nightclubs that reflect them and their aesthetic. So Hades club, never night is very dark inside, dimly lit, exclusive. Aphrodite's club is flashy with, is it, did I say it wrong? You tried. It was good. Her club is like very flashy, pink accents everywhere, dance floors full of like passion and lust, lustful music and dancing. So, Sab, if you had your own nightclub, what would it look like? Okay, so if I was going to have a nightclub, I would want it to be like ravey. <laughs> like, I would want everyone to take Molly and dance to house music and my nightclub. So that's what I, it would just be like fun. Fun and some, happiness. You can have some silent discos. Yeah, I think that, that would, would be so fun. Silent disco club. You have like people on rollerblades. That would very fit you. Oh my gosh, that would be so fun. Disco balls everywhere and bright lights and fun festival outfits. Like no one's wearing normal clothes. You have to come no. in wearing fucking bell bottoms or like coochie cutter fucking high rise <laughs> festival bottoms. Like that's what I want. I don't want any normal outfits. 
she's coming for all the music festivals. They will all be out of business. Yes, <laughs> they'll, they'll, be, be, at they'll be at my club and said, everyone's going to have happy time, no bad highs, only happy trips and house music. That's what I want. What about you? That's literally you. I think <laughs> that I would have, so the name of my club would be Toast or Cheers. Okay. okay that would be the name. And I think okay. I'd want inside to be very airy and light with some like hints of accent colors, probably different shades of like blue. And then I think kind of like outfit wise, people wear like pat like floral patterns in a way, if that makes sense. I like that you went the interior design <laughs> route of this. Like you didn't think about like what people would be doing, but like no, we know people, what it's gonna look like. People will be dancing. I think I would have swings a lot the big white swings like sex people. swings or like normal swings not like normal swings. <laughs> okay <laughs> and then have dancing music and then you could go outside and it could be like country music or something kind of have like both oh, so kind of okay. like a shenanigans like it's a rave inside <laughs> it's a country music festival inside and this makes sense because I am the most indecisive person if you ask me to make a decision I will never make a decision but this way it's the best of both worlds okay so you if you were a goddess and you could create a bar you would recreate our college bar that had a cage inside <laughs> and a local country singer songwriter on the porch that's what you're doing yeah and every both of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's perfect I love it so much honestly I miss shenanigans I would love for it to be recreated so I get yeah, I can recreate it and then the inside will have kind of like ocean flowing accents across the wall so okay it would be an experience yeah it sounds like <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving this it feels very calm what kind of music is playing inside? Like hip hop? Like what's the vibe there? Taylor yeah. Swift? No, it'd be like hip hop, like dance music, okay. like fun, even like Latin. Like so people can like dance. Okay. And get like down and have fun. And then but I really do like the whole like secret upstairs room that Hades has. So I think I might have to add that into my nightclub. And what would be in your secret room? I don't know. I haven't gotten there yet. Listen, if I had a secret room in my club, it would be like a sex dungeon, but not like a bad one, like a happy one. I think <laughs> like that that's, no, I think that that's like what I would do. And like yeah. people could meet and stuff yeah. or like, even if they want to like do anything, just flirtatious vibes. So I think that's what I would do. Yeah. Like a little club action, a little sex club action, you know, no kink shaming here. No, no. golden showers though. I don't need it to be dirty. Yeah. It needs no. to be clean. No. Don't want to okay. smelling. If you, so another big part of this book is that Persephone, Demeter hides Persephone pretty much from the world. So people don't know that she as a goddess or that she has any powers and really she doesn't because her access to them is cut off. But if you were a goddess, would you want people to know? Yeah, I'm going to flex that stuff. I'm going to flex, like I'm going to flex, be like, I'm a goddess. I don't know what goddess I would be. Probably a goddess of pets or like animals. Stop. I like the goddess of pets, <laughs> specifically like cats. But I would want people to know, <laughs> especially the cat lady goddess. I'm fucking dead. <laughs> but it's true. In this book, and goddesses live amongst the mortals. So hell yeah, I'm gonna let everybody know who I am. 
Yeah, I'm definitely not keeping that shit a secret. And I want to be, like, on the cover of Vogue, and I want to regularly be on, like, Us Weekly. I'm thinking of it being, like, a celebrity, but better. And so I want people to have a podcast talking about me. Like, I want all the hype. Because we're one of a kind. Like, we don't, like, we don't age. We have all these superpowers. So why would I not flex it? I am fucking immortal and perfect. I want you to talk about me constantly. That's what I want. Yeah, no, it's, you know how they say, no shame to vegans, but you know how vegans always tell people that they're vegan? Yeah. Like the first minute of meeting, I, that would be me with famous. Like, yeah, I'm a goddess. Would you like to hear a joke? Yes. A vegan and a STEM major walk into a bar. Who tells the other what they are first? A vegan or a STEM major? <laughs> it definitely has to be the STEM major. No shame to vegans or STEM majors. We support both of you and we love you eternally. So this week's boyfriend pyramid kind of stumped me a little bit. I still don't know. I'm a hundred percent sure where I'm going to put Hades because I want to say God here because duh, he's a God and like he worships Persephone. He started a charity for the mortals who need help. And he's, like, warming up to the mortals. However, he does some fucked up things. As the since king of the underworld. No, since when no, have you cared if these, they do fucked because up things? these souls are, like, tugging on, these, on my heartstring. Okay. And so it kind of makes me second guess him being God here. But I, 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 where are you putting him? I still don't know. Okay, so I am going to put Hades a god tier. I have a stipulation, though, because I feel like every – I would like to put all of the book boyfriend Hades as god tier and lump them all together, not just this one in particular, but, like, all of them. Hades as a whole, I'm putting a god tier. Does that make sense? It now makes sense. I'm putting him as meet the parents. Meet the parents? So you put him two steps below. Two steps below, because I think it can meet the parents and then – See if he like continues his growth, and then it might move up. <laughs> Not the one. Not you putting him in fucking counseling. To see if he can move up. But I don't know, like the way that like these souls are like very tugging on my heartstring. Like I would be just like Persephone, who's meeting them when they're coming to like the underworld and like their death. I'd be like, what do you guys want me to take you guys? Like, and I would feel so bad. Okay, but. Okay, that's fair. So the whole thing is that, like, essentially in Greek mythology, the underworld is like hell, kind of. Yeah. And so there's a stipulation that the people that are caught in the river Styx, so their souls that are trapped there, it's like the the human, well, not the the Christian equivalent of hell. So it would be like bad people, essentially. But I do think like they've lived. Like it's not like they're still. Like, they're kind of just stuck in limbo. But, I mean, they're fine. Like, I think they're okay. No, this is a tough one. We might see throughout the series. I have to update if he moves up to a different stage. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to read a game of fate because I have to know what it's like from his side. Like, if it's going to make me like him or hate him more. I really, really wish that this series was dual POV. Yeah. Instead of, like, three her whole, like, her whole POV and then the same story his like pov so i really wish it was dual pov but i'm not mad about it Mm-mm. thanks everyone for joining us for another episode of the spice rack podcast we hope you enjoyed 
Hades and Persephone and all of the Greek mythology and all of the spice and the banter and the tension. And things are going to continue to get tense as we get into more more episodes of Bad Boy Summer, because next week we are doing Things We Never Got Over by Lucy Score, which Em and I have both recently read and loved. So we're going to talk about Knox and Daisy. I can't remember her real name. Is it not Daisy? No, that's not her real name. She has the flower in her hair, so that's what he calls her. I'm looking on Goodreads real quickly. Naomi. Knox and Naomi. Okay, so we're going to get into Knox and Naomi. And, I mean, small-town romances are popping off right now. Not our fave, but we do fucking love this one. So we will tolerate a small town for one episode. It is 100% worth it. I devoured this book. So, so good. It was – I saw it all over TikTok, which is why I went and got it. And very, very happy I did because it's a very good read. Yeah, and we're getting a series out of it. She's already announced that they're going to add on to it. So – I'm hoping that we get the perspective of the friend and the brother next. But yeah, Knox is bad boy as fuck. He's so dreamy. I'm so into it. Yes, and get reading because it is a thick one. It's, it is. It's a long one, but it's so worth it. So worth it. Totally agree. Thank you. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Have a great week. Bye. Okay. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.